Hey, everybody, before we get started, just a quick disclaimer. We had some mic problems on mic three. Uh, we fixed it up as best we could, but we'll make sure it doesn't happen again. So sorry about that. And let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode three of CWA Podcast. On today's episode, we're having our first guest, Toronto-based actor, Pramika Leo. Hope you enjoy. Stay tuned. We're here with our very first guest, Pramika Leo. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me here, guys. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Thank <laughs> you for being our first guest. I know. I'm excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm going to get right into it because mm-hmm. uh, I know you're a very busy person. <laughs> you get, you get, you're, you're on um, uh, many different shows. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, why don't you tell us about yourself? So who are you? Uh, Wow, that's actually kind of a hard question to ask because I don't just consider myself like an actor. I think that's the first thing people think about, but I consider myself like an overall performing artist because my background's in dance and in the circus, and then I got into the acting as a result. So that's, uh, I would just say I'm a performing artist with a background in anthropology, and (laughs) that's about it. (laughs) So, uh, that's actually I didn't I didn't know too much about the anthropology part. Yeah. So what shows have you been on then? Um, <laughs> I never remember. We were just talking about this. I never remember when people ask me. Let's see. My uh, IMDb page is right here, guys. Uh, I have been on. I've been on the Strain, which is by Guillermo del Toro. I think it's written by him. Uh, Kim's Convenient, which is a popular Torontonian Canadian show now. Um. Couplish is a popular queer show. Um, probably like one of my favorite roles I've done to date. Um, I also did a DC Comics release their new show Titans, and I'm in that. Yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, that that show got a lot of hype over the trailer. I know the uh, yeah. very uh, very interesting trailer where Robin is a uh, a bit of a edge lord in it, but uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> I mean, no comment, but yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's pretty cool. That that would be your most recent work, uh, and that's on now. What episode yes. are you in for that? Um, I make a very small appearance in episode one, and I think episode six, as we speak right now, just dropped. So I'm in that, and I don't know where they're going to go from there because I was supposed to be in episode two, but I did not see myself when I saw it. So, <laughs> so is that something that always happens in the world of like you know making tv shows or or like i guess show business you call it show business like uh-huh. you do stuff and it's like hey we're gonna see you i guess it's very similar to like master of none in, yes. in like the yes, finale yes, that episode where he's just like oh i was cut out the entire movie yeah that so you go in and you're like oh yeah I've, i'm gonna be in this episode because everyone was asking me that they're like how many episodes are you and i'm like three maybe more i don't know like we'll see how everything goes but i thought for sure i'm gonna be in three episodes and then they cut me out of what like one of the episodes and i was like oh it's like 30 percent yeah i was like 30 percent cut I, out and, and, like you feel a little bit embarrassed too you're like oh i was telling everyone i was in three episodes like i thought it was big shit not can i swear on this podcast I, yeah <laughs> okay. sure i guess i guess that's difficult too because i know that generally with filming uh, you know, they're, they're recording many more minutes, sometimes hours of footage than they know what they're going to break into individual episodes yeah, to. And sometimes. you know what? Like, um, even for, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, but we did have to reshoot a couple episodes for Titans. And that is a lot of money. Like, we shot at the, the CNE, the big stadium there. There's a big theater there. And to rent that out is not cheap. Oh, I'm over sure. the course of a couple days so i'm like what are they doing with this footage what happened like did we do something wrong like did i do something wrong what happened but you know it's still work and you still get paid for it. it's not like you go there and you just work for free right it's still work work is work but isn't there a way like the like the producer or the director could at least like say hey you know we recorded this much footage of you but we're only gonna use this like is there any way to tell you that way like if you go to a premiere you're like hey guys we're gonna you know very similar to what I happened think, that like, episode if you were like more of like because i'm not there's four leads in that in that show, and I'm not one of those leads, although I'm a recurring character. Um, so they're they're not gonna reach out to me personally. They would reach out like let's say if it was like Brendan, right, Robin. Um, 
they would t- obviously tell him probably mm. right if i was working on a movie where i was the main character they would probably tell me like hey we're cutting this but um no they won't cut like even up to the the moment that you're filming they might even change like something in the script because that's that's happened to me in kim's convenience like i was supposed to be speaking arabic all of that was cut yeah i remember the episode that you're in for that and i'm just y- doing that you look like that you were like it looks like you were gonna say something yeah, right? but <laughs> but then like i was like what why didn't you that like you just you're just sitting on the couch yeah and then like there was even like a shot with me and like the lady playing my grandmother and and well, was she my grandmother i don't know she was related to me and we had like a shot together and then you see the tv explode that whole thing was cut and we filmed all of that right and these it's not it, it's it's not like it's uh you know like a one hour two hour thing it's done it's like sometimes it's 16 hour days that's crazy yeah. well correct me if i'm wrong but uh, we have a friend that was actually also briefly on that show mm-hmm. I, I won't name names just in case he doesn't want it uh, talked about but mm-hmm. like he has a scene where he just he he's a good friend of ours he, he loves to talk and he, he's a great actor mm-hmm. but like i know that if you speak in a part I think it's like a different it's a different category or potentially different yes. pay category yes. than if you don't have lines. I think that mostly I think that's for background actually. Like oh, there's okay. something about that. I used to do background when I was like, you know, poor student needed to bring in like that extra eighty dollars. Like that's when I used to do it. And I, I knew there was something about like even if you open your mouth on screen, like it would be something like they were very, very picky about that. But yeah, I, there are levels um so like when my agent sends me a breakdown for a character it'll say lead principal recurring uh large principal it'll say what it is and generally you know from that it means like whether or not you'll be back it'll tell you you know if you're kind of like an like a glorified background person which i have been more than once like in the strain um that character was definitely a glorified background person but it was very fun it was a fun three days like Absolutely, yeah, no. You get, it's you get paid more than background, but like oh, I'm not, sure. I'm, and I'm not here to crap on background because that did pay for a lot of my Absolutely. education. So well, you sometimes you get you got to start somewhere, right? Exactly. You get your exactly. face known and have people see what you can mm-hmm. do. Yeah. So, like, what is there any advice you'd give to somebody if they want to get in, like, to start a career in acting, especially in like the Toronto area? Yeah. How do you like, get into? This? How do you how do you start <laughs> this? Um. <laughs> I, I'm a little bit of a different story because I wasn't someone who grew up saying, oh, I'm going to be a, an actor, right? I grew up, my parents were like, you're going to be a doctor. And I'm like, cool, I'm going to be a doctor. Uh, that didn't work out. And I thought I was honestly going to be an anthropologist. That's actually what I thought my life was going to be. It was more that while I was like working those like odd jobs, like being paid under the table, I was working at this this acting school as a secretary. And uh, that's how I met my first agent. And I never looked back since. And I was like, okay, you know, like I'm going to take a year off of um, doing my master's and I'm going to just try this thing out. And if I'm booking at least one thing, like this is like kind of like a deal I made with my partner. I was like, if I'm not booking at least one thing for that whole year, then I'm clearly not meant to be an actor. But I was booking and I was booking more than one thing. So I was like, I could live this life. I could do it. And I, I understand that's a very privileged thing to say, but it's the truth. That's awesome. No, yeah. I, it, you know, I think hard work and determination and, and taking a bit of a leap of faith yeah. is something that a lot yeah. of people don't have the courage to do or the work ethic to do. Uh, a lot of people will complain and, and say, oh, there's no work out there for me or create other excuses yeah. or, or reasons why they might not get the job. There's a conversation to be had about exactly what you're saying because a lot of people come in to into acting saying and you know the first thing that my agent told me uh my first agent actually when i was joining was like you don't get work because you're pretty like i think a lot of people come in they're like oh i'm good looking i should get a job i should you don't get it because you're good looking you you get it because you're talented and there's like a few thousand of us who are talented in toronto so what is it that makes you different from someone else you have to you have to figure that out and the other thing that that is working against me personally is that I'm a person of color. There is never roles for people like me. We really have to like carve our own niche in in the acting community because I'll never get a lead. 
And I know that's a, a big challenge. Uh, I know with uh, Crazy Rich Asians, it brought a lot of light on that subject. And I watched a, a huge fan of Aquafina just from her oh, comedy, her. Yeah. from her comedy uh, stuff. And, um, you know, a uh, few different interviews with her uh, where, you know, they'll, you know, like pull you into a room and be like, so can you do like, you know, like do the accent? Like, does oh, that yeah. ever happen to you? Um, I'm in a very interesting predicament where I am actually a Caribbean woman. When people come to me and they're like, do the Indian accent, I'm like, what? I'm, I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not Indian. What? It doesn't work that way. Yeah. And, but at the same time, I'm like also ambiguously brown and that's how... I was able to do Kim's Convenience as, like, a woman speaking Arabic, and I was able to, like, I was telling you, Sal, like, I auditioned for um, ja uh, Jasmine, Princess Jasmine, for Aladdin. Yeah, that's, that's still a travesty yeah. that you did not get that. <laughs> you that's know, the, That, like, I'm sorry, like, Disney, Bob Iger, if you're listening to this, I know you are. Um, <laughs> you, you, there's still time to change, change your mind on that. It's not out yet. It's still got time. I mean, you know, it was it was still a journey doing that whole audition process it was fun and now i kind of know what it's like to play in the big leagues in a small way like it's, it was very interesting so is, is it safe to say it's a bit of a double-edged sword like y y i mean you hate to have someone come to you and and make maybe like a generalized or almost like a um, i don't i don't think they're trying to be racist if they say something like that mm -hmm. but it, it's you know it's a little bit offensive but in the same sense if you can use it to your advantage to get a different role would you like that's uh, i have i have because so. um again it kind of comes with the texture of being a caribbean person you're not just a caribbean person you are whatever your uh, your background is right like although my parents are caribbean they're guyanese they're south american which i get the duality of being both south american and For caribbean sure. great cool um I get whatever my family is. So my family is, uh, I have some Venezuelan family. So as a result, I speak Spanish. And because of my ancestral history as like some of them are South Asian, some of them are Pakistani, Indian. Like I have all of this to like play from, but it's just what do you, what box do you check off? Of course. Right. Because can I even say I'm a Canadian? I am a Canadian because I was born, but if I was going into an audition and they're looking for Canadian woman, I would not be considered Canadian woman. Well, I think it just depends on how good your accent is. I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> right, bud? No, let's not get into and, that. And, and the great, the, I, right? Oh, my God. But the funny thing is, like, there's so many American shows here that it is highly, highly, highly recommended that there's the, the Canadian actors here take a course, and it has to be on your resume, that the American accent course. But what is an American accent? No, it's true. Uh, yeah, I, w I w kind of wondered with with that, like being able to play multiple roles and see it like as, as a huge advantage. Whereas, I mean, you see all the time with like white British actors playing Americans mm -hmm. and Americans mm -hmm. trying to poorly fake British accents mm -hmm. to play British yeah. characters, yeah. and it's sort of Benedict Cumberbatch crosses <laughs> over. Well, I don't, I don't think he does a terrible. Tom Holland. He doesn't do a terrible job. Tom but, Holland uh, didn't do a bad job. <laughs> He's not from Brooklyn though. Spider Man's from Brooklyn. <laughs> Sorry, Queens. Yeah. Oh my God, that is an argument I bring up to a few people. <laughs> yeah. So no, that's uh, that's really fascinating though. That that uh, it, at least it op it opens a few other doors for you, and amazing that you you're multilingual as well. That's mm. I'm sure it comes in handy. Yeah. It. Oh my goodness, it does. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I I totally agree with the whole. You know, it's it's not right to maybe ask somebody to like do the accent if they're auditioning yeah. for something. Now, how do you feel? You know, recently there was that, uh, I guess it's controversy with The Simpsons and how they're going to remove Apu now. Um, how do you feel about that? Uh, I felt like there was, a, honestly, I feel like there's a better way to handle that. I feel it was almost like when you, when you put someone in their place by telling them the truth and they behave as like kind of like a child afterwards, be like, fine, I'll just completely remove the character. I mean, the thing about Apu was that, yeah, it was a problem for so many of us, even for me, right? It was just like haunting us as kids, like this accent. That's what we sound like. That's not what a South Asian accent sounds like. Like it doesn't, it does not. I've never met someone who sounds like that. And then to like portray him in, in certain ways that are they're just so dangerously stereotypical and, and destructive. We could have adjusted that. We could have fixed that. 
right? Um, you could have even changed it to have a South Asian actor play Apu, right? Agreed. I, I think there could have been... Did have to completely remove Apu? Yeah, th- there could have been better ways to do it. When they removed it, I, I, I there was a lot of it, like uh, people upset about it. I, I understand that. However, it was, it was voiced by Hank Azaria, who does Homer. Mm-hmm. And what I'm thinking is, I'm not... You know, I give people benefit of the doubt. Maybe in the contract, Apu could only be voiced by Hank. It might be part of that voice actor's contract, right? And maybe that's There's the only option they had. About that, yeah. It's 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 one way to look at it where it's like, okay, you know, they don't want to do that. Maybe they will introduce a South Asian character eventually, yeah. which could be cool. I was just thinking, like, it is. it does seem kind of... Uh, it seems like a kind of silly way to just remove the character entirely, especially that's, such an iconic meant, character. Like, like he's exactly. been there since the season one, right? Yeah. I, I think maybe the bigger picture here is that as an American production, the Simpsons was pretty, pretty overwhelmingly culturally insensitive and on multiple levels. But and it it's also just had a lot of really good political messages. And I, I'm just surprised that we couldn't, come to a better conclusion yeah it, I, I, and I, I agree but like if you know like i remember sal like sending me a scene the other day uh, from youtube being and just being like things that wouldn't fly in 2018 and it's like the scene with the electric car and they're like they're going down a conveyor belt ride uh, uh there's a tour of the the electric car factory and you know they they pass this like animatronic thing of three stereotypical gay men being like if you drive an electric car, you will be gay. And then oh they start chanting, God, yeah. one of us, one of us. <laughs> like, yeah, well, gay, so like, gay shaming in the 90s was totally real. Like, if you look at Friends, that's another big thing. But I guess, like, what I was what I was getting at, like, for voice acting, you know, or, at least, like, like, where do you draw the line? Because, you know, with The Simpsons, as an Italian, I, I find Luigi... At the, the the you know the pasta place like that could be offensive, but he's probably not an Italian guy. You know, like you could you could take every character in The Simpsons and say you know that's insensitive. And I'm just okay. wondering like is it? I, I just I, I'm just curious like like where where does it? But Italians stop? are always having representation, right? They, it's it's a matter, and this is when we go into the anthropology side, right? It's like uh, um, it's 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 a matter of, of discussing representation and the history behind why it's okay to use a white person for an Italian person and why it's not okay for a white person to do an Indian person and why is it damaging and why is it not? So it's not so much just the accent. It's more about the representation for me personally. Yes. Um, also because the accent is not, that's not, it's not accurate. It's not accurate. No. Right. So yeah, that, that, that for me it is, I'm not going to speak on behalf of South Asians everywhere, but yes. And I'm definitely not speaking on behalf of all Italians. I'm just right. that was just an example. Right. But but no, that's good to point it out that way because you know I think a lot of people I was listening on the radio and they, they made the same argument where it's like, well, where do you draw the line? And it's a good question, but when you put it in it's that perspective, where so it's not just about it's like the accent or how it's not it's insensitive. It's the representation. Yeah. And w- name all these South Asian voice actors that are on The Simpsons. Like how None. many how many like Italian people get chased down every day with like fake Indian accents, right? Or fake Italian accents, I should say. Like, it's like Indian people everywhere. We go down. I was in Germany walking down the street with my cousin. He's Pakistani. And someone just jumped out of the car and just yelled, Indiana! Like, they were just yelling at us. Like, and we're like, okay. Like, there's already a stereotype just by looking at us, right? That's crazy. I can't believe that. Uh, I mean, I can believe that in the world we live in. But, like, it happens all over the world. I think that the... Uh, that cultural insensitivity is is a big thing and definitely in in other countries i think that you know like many of them are also just xenophobic if if they're not uh, also used to seeing like i had that happen when i was in japan where people were just like i don't remember what like they were just like screaming like gaijin like for yeah it it wasn't a common thing was great for us too because i went i went twice um and i went only with people of color Mm. and it's like and i'm sure you've probably experienced this too on the train where people just get up they don't want to sit beside you i didn't have that happen but i had some hard (laughs) stares they uh, just don't want to sit beside they just get so scared and i'm like I'm the tiniest person. Like I'm barely over five feet. And You're pretty like, intimidated. I don't I'm know. Just like, yeah, they're just like getting up out of the chair to move to the other side of the train. And I'm like, wow, am I like that scary? 
that like you have to do that but the funny thing is it still happens here in toronto but it was just so obvious in japan i was like oh wow like you clearly did not like me up in your space that's fine it's your country but still yeah i'm not sure if it's if it's so much of a a a dislike as a, a not understanding at all um but they're going through like a huge form of educating the public and uh trying to change a lot of those views and Mm -hmm. and whatnot and um at least they're making some positive progress if you look at like the support of oh man i'm forgetting her name now but the tennis player um tennis player osaka yeah yeah uh like the fact that she's being accepted at all like was mind-blowing yeah, to me and, and people really really miss like, japan was also yeah. half black as well that's correct I recall. Yeah. yeah so um it, things are slowly and you know progressing there um it's yeah it's a it's a totally i would almost say it, it's not like going to another country it's like going to another universe mm-hmm. going over there that things are are very different in a lot of different ways some for better and some for worse yeah for sure so go, going back to, I'm just curious. I want to hear some funny stories. Yeah. Tell me, tell us about some of your, uh, you know, some crazy things that have happened on set. Obviously, you don't have to tell us which set because yeah. we don't want to get you in trouble. But uh, yeah, do tell us what are some <laughs> crazy things that that have happened. Uh, I have way too many. I don't know if they're funny as much as they're really. They're just bad. They're just oh, straight up bad. I can't wait. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm thinking about one show right now so let's rewind to like a time before when i was like oh i just i'm gonna do background as money let's start from there and um when you're doing background you have to bring your own clothes to set and they always tell you what type to bring and whatever bring minimum of three changes of whatever so if it's business three changes of business i don't know who has three changes of business but i'm not one of the joseph people. does but anyways i went there <laughs> The, the wardrobe person is looking at me and she's just not happy with the clothes for some reason. And um, at the time I was going through something called cold uticaria, which means that I'm literally allergic to the cold. I, my fingers swell, my toes swell, like any extremities, like my nose, my lips, like they will all just swell like an allergy. So she was just pissed that my clothes looked like it was for poor people because, you know, it was. Uh, but like you asked me to bring business, doesn't matter. And she asked me, like, if I give you a skirt, can you wear it? And I told her no, but I didn't tell her why. I didn't get the chance to tell her why because she cut me off and said, I don't even know why you Muslim girls even bother coming to set. Like, do you oh guys think my you're going to be famous? Like, why are you even here? And I was like, listen, I was, like, on set, like, a few months ago on, like, a different show, and I was wearing a bathing suit. Where is this coming from? Like, straight up, straight up Islamophobia. And I'm like, I didn't even tell you anything. But what if I was, like, Christian? Like... <laughs> whoa like just that's not pretty aggressive yeah and then like my age she called my agent to tell her that i wasn't in wardrobe and i was like what are you talking about i'm in full wardrobe what are you talking about and then i told her what happened like, like i'm like she just said like why do muslim girls go to set like there's no point and then i just started crying she's like why are you crying I'm like because i've never experienced something so blatant like this before and yeah like they, my agent was just like whatever like just get over it go to set do your thing flash flash forward maybe a year and a half later when i actually become an actor i end up being an actor on that same show wow do you get to work with that lady again i never saw her again oh i, I wonder know. why that's that's too bad i don't know it if it's because a- like she only works with background but i never saw that woman again and i was just like would have hmm. been nice to throw it in her face i would have loved to i would have loved to so judging from what your agent said i guess this this kind of stuff probably happens a lot i don't know um i don't know if it's just me i i tend to be a little more of like a person that sees it and i'm like you know i have to say something because it's not right back then i was a lot quieter um Actually, even then, because I ended up on that show again, and someone tried to pay me to be their girlfriend so I could meet their mom. Yeah. Sorry, not part of the show. This is like the same somebody. Show, the same this show. Is in real life? The this same is- show a year later that I went on. The person's just like, can I pay you to meet my mom? Because he thought I was Bengali. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm not Bengali. So um, can, can you act Bengali yeah, he's to like, meet can you, my can parents? Can you meet my mom? I will pay you whatever actor, that's the union that the Canadian actors belong to. I will pay you whatever actor pays you for the day. 
please meet my mom. And for a few days straight, this person, every single time they saw me, kept asking and asking and asking until like the other staff members were like, do you need us to call an Oslo, which is a person that comes to set and checks out and everything is okay, sees if everything's okay. And um, I just like would just run away every time I saw that person because it was getting scary. A few years later, I end up on a different show and that person sees me but doesn't recognize me does the same thing again hey can i pay you but why for you to meet my mom why two years later i don't know but this person didn't recognize me and then i just called them out on set and i was like this is like when i was like more like able to protect myself and i was like oh it's you again oh you don't remember me and i was like remember the bengali girl you were trying to like pay money for to meet your mom a couple years ago and he's like it's you and i was like yeah that's harassment i was like full out on set this yelling at he's like no no no, i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i'm like oh you just want me to be quiet now i'm gonna be a quiet little girl now be subservient little girl that's super awkward yeah wow um so did you ever find out what like does, does he have like some kind of mistress that's that's not Bengali that I, his mother doesn't approve I of? I no idea. It was like just to silence his mother's I wishes? Think the, I think the, the, the hard part was that like there's not, there are brown women, I should say, that act. But I don't know if there's that many because I spoke to another person and I said like, do you know this person? Like this is the second time he's done that. And they're like, oh my God, I love him. He's so nice. He's so sweet. But he would never do something like that. I'm like... <sighs> and this is why the Me Too movement happened. Wow. Yeah, yikes. And, yeah. And, and, but it's people like that where it's like, then you don't feel comfortable telling them again. Mm-hmm. Was that person in like a place of power where they were like a supervisor or a manager? No, it was just another actress that I was talking to because like she, she's also Caribbean too. So I was just like, hey, do you ever, did you have this experience with this person? I was like, no, like he's so sweet. He makes me laugh all the time. And I'm like, what? Yeah, that's weird. But like, okay, so let's just say you were crazy enough to do it. What what would happen? Like, like how far do you go with this act? How far are you gonna take this? You know what I mean? Like, it just just, it was or it just sounds scary already. Can I pay you money to come meet my? No. What if his mom was just a lonely old lady that wanted to meet somebody that could act like that and bring her back to the old country? I can't do it. (laughs) Again, giving people benefit of the doubt. Probably shouldn't, but. no, that so so tying back to the the beginning of this conversation, mm-hmm. would like would you be forced to to create an accent for that? Can you can you do a Bengali act? Like that's even I'm, <laughs> I'm not even sure what that is. Right, <laughs> that's just like I don't even know like the language. Nothing like there. Like <laughs> how awkward would that be? What if his mom is Bengali and starts speaking to you in, 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 in some in, other language? Yeah, and I'm just like ah ha ha hello. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm born here. Yeah. I don't know the language. Which is like what I tell every single Indian person, Pakistani person, Bengali person. They're like, oh, oh. I'm like, I'm from here. I don't speak any language. Just, yeah. just English. We live, uh, can commiserate a little bit with that. Not myself, but my girlfriend is Japanese. And the amount of times that people approach her and speak Chinese and Korean on the daily. Oh, yeah. It's like our, the, the building we're in and the building next to us yeah. is uh, it's very diverse, but a uh, huge Asian population in our neighborhood and like daily basis. It's just it, like it happens. The, and they don't the understand the assumption. And sometimes they, like they're so wounded by it too. Right. It, yeah. Like, well, and it doesn't help that like for some reason there's like this super ultra negative stigma towards mm-hmm. Japanese people mm-hmm. with Chinese and Korean uh, people. So a, a lot of the time it's like, like you said, either like that disappointment. Yeah. That, you know, it's like, like you, or, you hurt them and you like, yeah. I do feel bad, but I'm not supposed to feel bad for no. something that I'm not <laughs> like, like, you know, like we're, we're all living in Canada. Yeah. We can all speak English. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, like English, French, Spanish, any one of those. Like, we can do it. <laughs> we can do it. And like, the funny thing is that English is like the official language of some of these South Asian countries yeah. too. So, which is like, uh, we we can do English, right? Right. Sorry, man. <laughs> but I do feel bad. Like, I. D- uh, there's not much I can do. I just would have right. been compelled to ask why. Like, I just, I need more information before I can say yes or no. <laughs> right. <laughs> Talk to my agent. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to my agent. Um, well, that kind of covers the, because I was going to ask you, like, tell me about your best and worst experience as an actor. That kind of covers the worst. Well, my worst experience would be the the racism, just the overall racism, like, from other actors. Oh, God. Ooh. Uh Yeah can't drop any names about that but you guys some of the most famous people you know are really racist 
That's super unfortunate. I shared the tea. I shared the receipts with Sal. And I'm like, Sal, now you know. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. Uh, you know. And it's like, it's not even like hiding. It's like, they're just straight up racist. Like you had a personal experience with Oh it? my God, yes. I was on set and someone called me a coke sniffing South American. And I was like. What? Yeah. And I was just like, um, I am South American. And they're like, whatever. I mix with everything. Turns out they're not mixed with anything at all. They're just straight up white. Okay. That's interesting. Yep. Where, what did that have anything to do with cocaine? <laughs> I can't say too much about the uh, scene. Okay, I would, that's like, okay. We don't want to out Pramika. Yeah, but. Obviously, all South Americans yeah, are we're just cocaine like, addicts. And all, then, like, all. what was the justification for it? It was just that I grew up in Scarborough. Let me justify my blackness by saying I grew up in Scarborough. And my grandfather shot someone who was stealing his coke. And I'm like, what does that have to do with me, though? Like, you called me a coke-sniffing <laughs> South American. <laughs> But like wow. that person thought that I was like Indian, Indian, Indian to to think that there was even a safe space to say something like that. Like you live in Canada. Like my God. Wow. Yeah, I think I think people need to sometimes tone it down or just uh, just things, read a book. Things oh are out God. of control. Just yeah. Read a freaking Be educated. book. So yeah, and then the, the whole conversation turned to how I was being violent, and I'm like, there's nothing violent about me being truthful and honest and i even at the end of like the message i was just like next time like before you open your mouth come to your friendly neighborhood uh anthropologist i'm right here i'm right here just before you do something stupid and the person did something stupid again come to me like i was actually willing to help that person nope 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 i think joe has the best thing for this and you sometimes you you can't fix stupid no you really can't yeah and it sucks because that person is like even up until like this morning was just so violent to like one of my fans. And I was like, I felt really bad and helpless. Yeah. It, it, well, the, the online mob mentality, the oh Twitter mob God. mentality is crazy. It's awful. And it's also, it is also racist. Like, I, like yeah. everyone's like, don't make everything about race, but it is. <laughs> yeah. Literally everything will everything it, it diverge to and that. Like, even if you like the best textbooks, even the best like literature written by like black authors or, know people of color it says if a person of color says it's racist it is racist like this is textbook material so why are we just blowing off people like why aren't we listening to them why aren't we having these conversations like why aren't we making the space available because trust me once there's diversity the whole conversation like our minds will just shift and everyone will be included i honestly feel that way when you say diversity, what do, what do you mean? Like, do you mean... Well, diversity in comes in different... Well, it's called intersectionality, right? The diversity comes in different ways, right? I might look like a woman, but I'm a woman... I'm a queer woman of color, right? So all of that is my identity, right? Um, any person, right? Like, you can be, like, a person of color who is non-binary. It's still... A <laughs> I'm saying non-binary because I was mentioning that yesterday. But, yeah. But, yeah, it's all part of your identity. Like, not one thing makes you who you are. Multiple things make you who you it's are. It's a culmination of different things exactly. that make up each person. Yeah. I get what you mean. Yeah. yeah. So, it once we start having, like, could you imagine just a person of color who is non-binary as a prominent character in a show who's well-developed, dark skin? Like, how much of a stir that would make until we normalize it and we see that these people are part of living on this planet. So, okay, I hear you. And they're not rare. That's that's the greatest part. They're so not rare. So there's a lot of, uh, I don't think it's going to happen, but like a lot of people are like gunning for Idris Elba to be James Bond. And Joe and I have had this conversation before. Instead of making James Bond black, why not just create a new character that is black that's not James Bond? So... I like, mean, I'm, I'm for both, actually. Why okay, cool. Because uh, everyone's like, oh, it'd be great if it was Idris Elba. I, I like Idris Elba. He's an awesome actor. I love Idris Elba. It, <laughs> <laughs> the hottest I know, man in the world. I right know. Now, what, what, yeah, who doesn't like him? <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, I, I think we always look at this and it's like, oh, there should be a black Superman. And it's like, why not just create a superhero that's black? And I guess you can look at Black Panther. Black Panther's been around for a while. But like, but that's the thing. Like, It's like we're acting like these things are brand new. but. Yeah, and but we can just make a new original character. Like we're in the century of rehashes and rehashes of rehashes, and it's it's getting ridiculous. It'd be great if they, someone just made a new original character. And I'm that, I'm a hundred percent for that. Yeah, yeah. I, that's I'm, something I'd like to see. Like whatever, if they want to make James Bond black, it doesn't affect me either way. But I think it'd be I think it'd be more progress 
to well, create have, a new character. Exactly. So you have to think, like, remember that, like, all these legendary shows and characters, they came from nothing. Like, Superman, before he hit the screen, before he even hit the comic books, was like, there was nothing. He was just some that. jerk wearing, like, there underwear. There was nothing before that. Even, like, Star Wars, like, we were like, we forget that it came from nothing, right? Yeah, it was just some we loser playing our with toys. Own new legendary characters and stories. And yeah, it's great. But we don't make space for people of color or people outside the normal human living binary that we've created anyways like we don't make space for them to even have the access to create content i think a big challenge with that in the industry from the previous years is for some reason the the huge american industries had some kind of fear that if it wasn't you know uh a specific you know one of so many different uh fits that that you know maybe the american population wouldn't want to watch the film and that was the problem with um black panther they were saying that like well if black panther fails then like we showed you guys but it didn't because it just shows how important representation is and i keep harping on that and i think part of the other thing too is now it's not even just taking into consideration the american viewership it's taking into consideration the chinese viewership oh the meg are you gonna talk about the if you look at some of the the most insanely budgeted films that are coming out right now and you know they'll they'll pay these actors like i think like the last four jason statham movies that i watched like they're just they're guilty pleasures i love the man he is not the world's best actor by any (laughs) means but he does a hell of an action sequence and he's got a charming accent and you know he's he's just uh, a funny ripped dude that's fun to watch beat up the bad guys but uh, they're always good action movies, and you know what you're you know what you're signing up for when you go in. Mm-hmm. You know that you know you you can half pay attention and still get the whole the whole film. But his last four movies have been uh, you know bankrolled by these huge Chinese conglomerates that are just like multi billion dollar corporations, and you know uh, they're they're paying for these huge other actors and actresses to to be in it as well. Uh, and regardless of whether there's a storyline or anything, it's just they have the money to throw at it to make whatever film they want to. And I feel like um, there's this pressure for the films to be successful in China now as well as North America. Yeah. Well, it's a big market, right? Like if your movie's successful in China, you, you make a lot of money, probably sometimes even more than domestic, of right? Like, uh, like, for example... Uh, like the Warcraft movie, it didn't do all that good in North America. It destroyed in China, though. Oh, and the sequel that. is exclusive to China now. <laughs> oh my of course. So, like, it's, it, I don't know how they're going to do it, but, like, yeah, yeah they, they made a killing in China. And, uh, like, a lot of movies are being, di- like, made now. So they have that in mind. It's like, oh, how's this going to do in China? Not, no one's just thinking, like, how's this going to do in the U.S. or Canada? You know, how's it going to do in North America? People are thinking, how's this going to do in North America and China? They should be thinking international, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said about knowing your market and knowing, and I, th- I feel like that's the one market anymore. It's international, and you don't know where it's going to be just famous and blow up and this whatnot. Like, it's, it's it, the web series that I was in, couple-ish, right? I, I hear I was, like, being a snob about web I'm like, web series? I'm like, what's this? I don't know want to do anything about web series and then um i had watched couplish i knew that it was a web series but it didn't click in my head that it was so big already and so we're like there there are other web series that are even bigger like um, the carmilla series and uh i mean actually technically oranges is the new black because we were in competition with them for an award so how, how big is couplish like just give us an idea it's international so like how many what's like uh, how do you measure viewership on like a web series that's what i don't know because it's on more than one platform it's not just on youtube it's on um like different queer networks as well so it's it is hard for me to tell and also i'm not a numbers crunching person so i wouldn't know what the numbers mean but i'm just like fair enough i i just know like how it is it's affected me like i'm as somebody who wasn't known for it like i'm looking at like imdb right now it was like minor roles and then couplish happen, and then like all of a sudden I have like ten thousand followers on Twitter. It's, it was I'm your like, big what? break, <laughs> so I guess that would be considered like that was your big break. So that was For something me, that yeah, it, you know. I, it, it depends on what you consider a, a big break, right? Like I don't, I'm not as big as the other actors in that industry, um, like that queer web series industry. Probably like one of the bottom, if anything, but it it made a huge difference in my life. It's huge life. for your career. For my career too, because even when I was um, switching representation, they were like. 
oh yeah no this is a good web series to be on actually and i was like cool you know about it great like take me (laughs) so it just kind of snowballs from there then i guess i wish it did more but it definitely added to like my demo reel as an actor right it's not as big as like other series but it's it is big in a way that now i'm affiliated with bigger names like caitlin alexander shout out to kate what has she done I think they were originally known as LaFontaine on um, Carmilla. And uh, then they created Couplish, and then Couplish blew up as well. And they have their own, like, YouTube and, and everything. And they have their own music, and they're doing huge things. So I think because now I'm associated with that person, and I absolutely love that person too, and we, we get along really well, it just it feeds off of. Um, what what we could do and what we can create. So interesting. So I got a question for you. Um, what is the dream role? Is there is there a specific role that you can think of where you're like, I want to do this, or this is this would be like the absolute, the 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 end all role. This is gonna get me to like superstardom, or just a role that you really want to do. There's a lot. Um, I'm someone that consumes a lot of anime. So there's like all these different anime roles that I wanted to do if it ever became like, I know like Cowboy Bebop, they were talking about um, making that one live action. And I was like, I want to be Ed. I want to be Ed so badly. But like also uh, I I talked about this on my YouTube channel too, because I I get that question a lot. Um, There isn't really an end all character I want to be. There's things I want to do though. Like I want to be in historical fiction. Like I want to wear a corset. I want to be a pirate. Like I want to be in space. Like I want to have those, those opportunities um, just as much as anyone else in this industry gets. And, um, but there are like, obviously like names, like again, like Ed, um, <laughs> I joked around. I said, I wanted to be Casca. Um, I'm not going to say what anime that's from, but if you know, only Casca until Joe, Joe is the anime expert here. Not uh, me. I'm okay. Far from expert. Um, I wanted to be, um, I still too to this day, Avatar Korra on Legend of Korra because I'm a acrobat and I, I'm a martial artist. So I was like, oh, that sounds great. Um, and obviously Miss Marvel is the big one. That That's I the big really one. You, you have a lot of support. You have a lot of support I for that. No, And then, you know what? Without Couplish, I don't think I would have had that support. <laughs> I really don't think I would. I would just would have been like a nobody, but... Yeah, um, I. What happened was that I had this one fan, who um, just made this montage, like this, like cl- like this whole, this, what is it? Just a bunch of pictures together, and was like, at Marvel, like, this person should be, uh, Miss Marvel, and it just snowballed from there. Like people were reaching out, and they're making fan art, and then like, uh, the writer of Miss Marvel, G Willow Wilson, like. She is following me on Twitter now, has told me that she really likes me, but... Just to give people uh, a quick, um, mm-hmm. like, 101, if they're not familiar with that new Ms. We're not talking about Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah, we're not Marvel. talking about yeah. Carol Danvers, yeah. guys. Not we're talking about, about Not Kamala talking about, Khan. like, super, yeah, like, long blonde hair that's, like, looks like a female, you know, like a Marvel yeah, character Captain. version of Supergirl. Yeah. It's it, This is a pretty unique uh, comic is, series yeah. as well. It's, like, this new generation of Marvel that's coming, because now we have, like, the... Spider-Man, you know, Miles Morales, and we have Miss Marvel, and they, like, even in the comics, they're interacting, but uh, by the time Kamala comes onto the scene, a lot of these superheroes were already old, right? I think uh, Peter Parker is already quite old at that point, too. Wolverine makes an appearance, and he's very old, no longer has superpowers at that point. And it's just, yeah, I just would love to do that. Like, as obviously, as a comic book fan and freak and fanatic, um, that's one thing, but like we've never had South Asian representation as a superhero that has been this big and successful. So, yeah. Well, well MCU is like uh, the MCU has been like, I don't think the train's gonna stop anytime soon. Uh, but like, what? So what would it take? Like, what? Like, who has to make that call? Would it be like Kevin Feige or I, would? Yeah, because so would he from make what the call? I've seen, I don't know how it works. I really don't. Um, but from what I've seen from people talking to me and talking to supporters of the like hashtag premika for miss marvel um it is yeah like tag him in everything right him and someone else but i don't think that other person has twitter 
I can't recall who it was. Like it might be Bob Bob Iger is the current like like he runs Disney, so it'd be him, I guess. Maybe I don't know. But like the good thing about Kevin Feige is that he's a he's a he's a comic book nerd. So at least um you know judging from that he'd probably take the advice of the creator like you said you have I heard that so. it's well, a, is it, who's the creator again uh, G Willow Wilson and also Sana Amanat is the editor of both so between the two that they, they came up with, with their support as long as you know I'm sure Kevin Feige would you know reach out to them like oh what do you think for I, casting I hope hopefully so. I hope that means that that G genuinely like likes me and likes my work and you know I that's why I put so much of like my acrobatics and circus stuff and my martial arts. That's why I put it all out there so people can see that I'm not just someone who's like, I deserve this role because I'm brown. Like, no, I deserve it because I am an actor. And like, you could kick ass. And I can do whatever you need me to do. Exactly. Throw it at me. I can do it. I've proved myself already. But, um, you know, do whatever you need to do, right? Um, I'm always encouraging the support because I think something can be said about people like me like someone who doesn't just bring with them themselves but everybody like someone who brings the queer community someone who brings people of color someone who brings like first gen immigrant children into this right like it affects all of us and i think when you have someone who is very passionate about those subjects and uh is willing to talk and learn uh, that's who i want to see on my screen so i think oh i I think I fit that. <laughs> yeah, I think you would Not like. To I've my seen my own horn or anything, but I yeah, didn't I, really know much about Miss Marvel until like you told me about it. Uh, I because I'm I'm not a huge comic book nerd. Like I love the movies. I'm not really much in the comics. Love the but movies. after I looked in, I was like, oh my god, yes! Like you know, we're gonna post like pictures below of like Pramika's Twitter and you know, so you can get in touch yeah. with her if you want. But like you'll see, like from Miss Marvel and her, it's like it's a no brainer. Like it really thank should be. Yeah, like you. the casting would be like perfect. No, I'll link the comic book series as well too. It's a great book. I've I've read the first issue and it was like super so super good. Awesome. It was so, yeah. like uh, that was the thing that made my jaw drop because you know it's actually written by Muslim women and Sana Amina is is a brown woman and it's like you're getting not like a white male perspective on what it is to be a first gen immigrant child of Pakistani descent it's like the actual experience and everyone and the thing is she brings New Jersey with her so you're getting like West Indian people are in their Caribbean I saw the Guyana flag in there and I was screaming like I was like there's a Guyana flag in Miss Marvel like I'm feeling represented like just so and the way she talks too, right it's her character is very true it's not it doesn't seem like someone trying to be like so what does this ethnic group sound like how yeah. can we how can we make that accent come out in the writing like yeah. it's i totally feel yeah. Like, yeah so but yeah i would that's something that i i've pulled away a little bit so it doesn't like affect my mental health too much like i don't want to be obsessed with it like whomever gets the role and i said this about princess jasmine too like blessings onto that person i'm a hundred percent a million percent there for that person but um this one i feel guys like i will do what i can to fight for it i feel like but i'm not gonna step on people to do it i just i want the support to be there and it's genuine support like we want the certain representation the certain type of look i feel like i fit it let's try let's let's go for it right why not well, we I only live there's, once there's something badass about someone that's five foot one or five foot two <laughs> that that fits every part of, of that, you know, character's line, but you know, like having a superhero that, you know, like show that size comparison. That was something with black widow's character that I never understood. Like Scarlett Johansson is not a big person yeah. at all, but they would like film things on certain angles to make her not look as small or yeah. not look as short. Like there's nothing wrong with like having someone small kick the crap out of somebody that's yeah. huge. I think that's and awesome. Think there's, like in one of the, the, the issues, like even Iron Man is just like, uh, Kamala Khan is quite powerful for someone who's 16 years old. Can you imagine like a 16 year old like that has that amount of power and is that that good like inside, right? What are sorry again? I'm total noob when it comes to Miss Marvel. What are her powers? Um, so it's I hate when people say this, but she's kind of like you know Fantastic Four. Uh, like everyone in Fantastic no, Four. No, like you know she like, can stretch and she. Can oh, okay, so she's body. like Mr. Fantastic. Exactly, she's okay, like Mr. Fantastic. So she can stretch and she can change 
her appearance, like physically, like she can make herself. So blonde. she can shape shift, and she has like extreme durability. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that, and, like, that's cool. And yeah. she has like you know friends who help her out with the physics of things. Like if you want to run faster, maybe make your legs longer, and you can cover more distance. And I, I like that part of of the comics that they they added the whole like physics part of it. Yeah, it's fun. It sounds yeah. like it's, it's a fun character. I'm glad that it's like something unique, it's like not not just. It's she's really strong and she can kill anyone she wants. Yeah. Like it's it's a unique superpower yeah. that, you know, it has some depth. Yeah, and it's cool. It's like she still has both her parents, like and it's that the whole conversation about having South Asian parents and like their views on things, like it's all included in there and it's really, really touching. So even if like you don't support me, just go support the comic, right? It's just it it helps all of us. And that's why I say representation is important. It matters. Did you want to touch on anything? Like I, we we talked mostly about acting. Did you want to talk about talk touch about? Oh my goodness, I can't speak. Let's just uh, count that back in. Did you want to talk about anything else besides acting? Because we've been just just drilling you with acting questions. But like you, you know, you said you. Uh, what kind of dancing was it actually? What's the actual proper term? I want to hear it? about acrobatics and martial arts training. Okay, and, okay. And so let's background on that side of things. Okay, so let's go to. Okay, let's try dance. Okay, how did this whole thing start? My mom is a dancer. Okay. My mom learned how to dance in Guyana. And, um, oh, I hear a doggo. Um, yeah, so my mom learned how to dance in Guyana, and she brought it with her to Canada. Um, this is before I was even born. And that was how she made money. She created a dance school. And then when I was born, I wasn't necessarily the most talented dancer that's why i always say people to people i'm not naturally talented at anything but um it's okay yeah she uh would just put me in training non-stop training i was training ever since like i could walk essentially in in something whether it's ballet dance whatever so she was a classically trained indian dancer in something called odyssey and um there's not many of us here in Canada, so we're one of the few schools that do teach Odyssey. And um, I've been doing that for way too long. I'm not even say how long I've been doing it for because it'll tell you how old I am. But um, but she had me training in everything. And then when I started to go to university, I started to go on tour for um, like these Bollywood dance events and stuff. And then we wanted to do like Alice in Wonderland, so we wanted to do Alice like falling through the rabbit hole. But we're like, what if we do it on silks? like circus silks wow so i started yeah i started training in at the circus um i won't say the first circus because i don't have very good things to say about them (laughs) Um, because they were also very very racist and i came to know that it overall it can be quite racist to be in the entertainment industry but um yeah i started training with them and went on tour and i just haven't stopped since then and then I decided that you know I've been doing martial arts since I was like 11 or 12 and that's I, awesome yeah I did taekwondo and then I did this style called kalori payatu but that I would have to wait for my guruji to come from India I'm not sure if he's from Sri Lanka or India um I would have to wait for him to come back every couple years so I'm like okay what's the next best thing Ooh, sorry burping burping again um <laughs> So, Kalari Payatu is the origins of all martial arts. And people usually credit it to Kung Fu. But what happened was the monks from India brought Kalari to China. Well, actually, across East Asia. And that's how Kung Fu was created. So, I was like, well, what's the next best thing? Kung Fu. But there's so many styles of Kung Fu. So, I like went to the first school I went to. And I just haven't looked back since. So That's awesome. Yeah. Do you study like Wing Chun or? Uh, Choi Li Fu. Oh, nice. Yeah. Sweet. So you can kick both of our asses. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Maybe. I think it, the, the greatest thing about being tiny is that, you know, people try to bully you and pick on you. And then they can't go back on what whatever they said. So there's, uh, there's power and knowledge, but also being able to protect yourself. Have you ever had to time. use your... Uh, martial arts? To, like, I don't know. I, have you ever kicked anyone's ass? That's not what I'm asking. Just like, have you ever had to, like, use it in any situation? 
Um, I mean, have I ever been in a fight before? Yes, but uh, that's like when I was like a little fourteen-year-old thing, and I was minor things, and it was just like oh, it was literally self-defense, and it was fine. Like I was able to protect myself then. But since then, mostly it's just been verbal assaults. The challenge with having martial arts training is that once you have it and you know that you can do something you to someone else, you never want to use it because you, you just you just know better, and that's why I say. The real power is in knowledge. And like I sound yeah. like a comic book character when I say it, but it's true. Like when someone's saying something racist to you and you can just take them down, why don't you just do that? Why would I fight them? Why would I just punch yeah, them? Take them down with words. Exactly. Yeah. And just like shut them up and then walk away. Yeah. Right. It's it's I think it's a great discipline for anybody to do for a while or study or learn. Yeah, um, and uh, and a lot of like I don't think there are very many types of martial arts where they're just like, you know what? Someone try to fight you, fight them. Like, no, I don't know any style that's like, do, like, do it, fight them. That's called MMA training. <laughs> but it's not like they're not to they crap don't tell, on those yeah, guys. Some just of like, them. But, they're, but they don't teach you that. Like, that's not the theory. The theory isn't no. to go out and just fight someone when they're trying to fight you. Even in Choi Li Fu, like, Bruce Lee loved Choi Li Fu because he said you could take out multiple people with Choi Li Fu. That was his favorite style of Kung Fu. And we can take out Muay Thai fighters. That's why he really liked our style. But you don't use it to fight people. You use it to, like, protect yourself if you have to protect yourself. Even, like, the way that my Sifu teaches me, he's, like, always, because I'm so tiny, he's always just, like, defend yourself. Like, what can you do? Like, so if someone's punching me, I know how to deflect a punch to literally send myself to the other side of the room. Like, I use the energy from that to, like, send me flying in a sense, but in a controlled way so that I have enough space to just get the hell out of there. Like, it's not about fighting. Yeah. No, that's that's great to hear. Um, I studied Ishinru karate, and it was it was very, very similar. Uh, like, a, I remember having conversations saying, you know, like, we're essentially teaching you how you could kill a person. So if you ever use any of this irresponsibly, you will go to jail. Yeah, so right? So you need to think really carefully yeah. before you do something that is, you know, going to gonna damage a situation. And, you know, it's, uh, you know... the the my sensei also taught self-defense classes and like the self-defense class was very much in you know like all of the things that i'm going to teach you are based on a worst case scenario in an uncontrollable dire situation mm -hmm. where your life is in danger or the integrity for your life is in danger if you're female that's you know mm -hmm. you know in danger of being sexually assaulted or something mm -hmm. and it was things like this is how you put your finger in the person's eye socket so that yeah. when you scream in his ear to tell him to call his friends off, he knows that you're serious yeah. because you're going to pull his yeah. eyeball out and you have to be okay with the decision that you may be pulling someone's yeah. eye out. And that's so like, it's, and it's for, serious yeah, business. And, and, and the thing is for me, I mean, like if we're going to go into mental health, I do have PTSD. So I do, I've lost my ability to, to run. So I have to reteach myself like how to run in a fight. Cause my first instinct is to stay and fight. Attack someone. Right. Yeah. So it's reteaching that, like reteaching your discipline and, and learning all that. Even like, and the thing is cool, like when I was doing Kalari, my Guruji was just like, it's a joke learning how to fight because all you need now is a gun. You don't even have to fight. Yeah. And I was like, that's true. So it's just teaching yourself discipline, right? And it's just overall, the practice is good for mental health and awareness, like opening up your periphery, right? I love it. Yeah, I just, I just box i just do boxing i, I just do boxing <laughs> sorry I, it's, it sounds so boring it doesn't I it sounds so boring compared to all your stuff no no i like so there's a bit of boxing theory in at least the way that my sifu teaches me uh Chui Fu, and I, I love boxing so <laughs> yeah you should come ajax boss boxing club uh shout out <laughs> Woo! i know i have to come you guys have, have told me about it multiple times i'm like i'll come and then i never do <laughs> You'll probably regret it. It's obviously, it's honestly like the the hardest workout you'll ever do. It's the one of I the only it. workouts. It's actually a really good waist training exercise. It's I find, that, like, one of the only workouts that I do where there's a puddle of sweat mm -hmm. under you when you're done. So like, I don't know, it's probably like a bodybuilder listens like that's not every workout. It's not a real workout. And I mean, like, I don't know. I've gone to the gym before. I feel like unless you have a coach there, you're not going to push yourself as much as you should. And that's why I like the boxing because they're, they're pushing you so hard to like give it everything you got and they kick your ass. And yeah. it's great. Yeah. That's kind of like how I feel too. I, I'm like, uh, I'm getting to that age where it's just like, you know, mommy's not there to tell me to go to class anymore. She's not driving me to class anymore. So you got to find 
the way to maintain all this muscle development you've like created over these the span of, of years and it's not easy it's really not easy so find something my advice to anyone who wants to stay fit find something that you love don't just go to the gym I really don't really yeah, believe. Going to the gym I don't, is I don't believe I don't believe in going to the gym. I've never gone to a gym because I know I don't have the discipline to just do whatever I need to do. I need someone to yell at me a little bit or just someone to be like gentle enough to be like just keep going, kiddo. Like okay, I can do it. It definitely helps. Mm-hmm. Uh Pramika, this has been amazing. Thank you so much Thank for uh for for, for you know coming on the the cast <laughs> and uh chatting with us. Tell us about your experiences. Uh do you want to plug anything? By by all means, like I'm sure you have the various uh, platforms that uh, you use yeah, on social media. I think pretty much I'm on. What are what are the main ones? I I'm really bad at this. Even on my own like YouTube channel. Oh, I have YouTube. Um, YouTube, Twitter, I do. Instagram. So YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Those are the only three I have. It's a uh, real Prame Shady. Yes. Well, the real Prame Shady. Please stand up. That's that's me. Um, on both. Twitter and Instagram, and then I think it's just under my regular schmegular degular name, Premikilio, for my YouTube. We'll link everything below as well. Yeah, yeah we'll put everything yeah. in the link so you guys don't have to worry about spelling or anything. You can just click the link and go right to it. Yeah. So thank you guys for having me on. I hope I wasn't too annoying. Not at all. <laughs> no, no. This is, I, I think it was a great first it guest. Was an enlightening <laughs> interview for you know. I learned a lot of different things. So thanks so much for coming. <laughs> no problem, guys. Uh, bring me back. <laughs> I like oh. to talk. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm totally down to do this again sometime for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah we'll next time we'll, we'll just, we'll do a completely different topic. We'll just, uh, just come yeah. up with something different and chat for, you know, maybe we'll have you interview us. Well, maybe I yeah, can. You talk, talk to us. Yeah. <laughs> I'll ask you guys some deep, deep questions. <laughs> <laughs> we'll destroy your psyche a little bit. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> some, you could, you could totally do that. Some anthropological questions that will just destroy you. I will just bring up like all the different things that we talked about. We just like leave the room crying. Like, uh, yeah. Like <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say, just adding this, like it is, it is a lot to, to handle when you go to school and you're learning about sociology. Like really take one of those courses, guys. Going to destroy your mind it with does. these questions. You're going to appreciate the world a little bit more and appreciate people, which is, we all need a little more of that in our lives. Definitely. Couldn't agree more. Well, thank you so much. Thank you everyone thank for you listening. Guys. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Take care.